interesting people, incredible stories. This is Talk All Things with JP. And welcome to Talk All Things with JP. I'm your host, JP. Very special episode, recap part two. And I'd like to bring on a very special guest, the behind the scenes and producer of Talk All Things, Daz. Hey, it's great to be back, JP. Thanks for having me. I must have done such a good job in recap number one that you brought me back for part two. Yeah, you did a very good job in part one. I'm uh, looking forward to jumping back into the time machine, almost the JP time machine, if you don't <laughs> mind, looking at some of these fantastic chats we've uh, had throughout season number one. It's been great fun, hasn't it? Mm, it sure has been. Very good year, very good chats, very good stories. When you go back and revisit some of the great stories that we've been able to listen to and just pick little bits and pieces out of these chats, there's some fantastic stories to be shared. There sure is. Let's go back to episode number 11, and you had the pleasure of chatting to one of the voices of Australia, I think, Mr. Craig Willis. Now, if you don't know who Craig Willis is, if you watched any AFL or you watched the tennis... Australian Open. He is the voice, isn't he? He sure is. And what a lot of people forget is that Craig was uh, a lot of master of ceremonies and did a lot of voice acting stuff with the Olympic Games. So JP asked him, what was it like working at the Olympics? Well, people think it's a lot of fun. In fact, it's a lot of work and a long, long hours, and you're basically restricted to one venue. So uh, I've done the tennis for six Olympic Games now, and you don't get to see any other sports. And often when you're in a foreign country, um, all the commentary on the other sports is in their language. So, uh, for instance, in Rio de Janeiro, all the commentary was in Portuguese, and you had no idea what was going on. Uh, and it was very hard to glean the facts other than using the internet to find out what was happening, uh, mainly to Australia and other sports. But there are long hours, and sometimes it's not that easy. You're dealing with people who aren't used to the sport that they may be working at. Just things like that. And what a great story, Craig Willis. I tell you what, that's a voice, isn't it? If you wanted to be born with the perfect voice, Craig Willis and JP, they're the two best voices in the business, <laughs> I think. Oh, thank you. You just done one of those wonderful chats. Now, who do we who are we looking back at next? Uh, in uh, back next uh, episode three, had the chance to talk with uh, Daddy Cross PT, who owns a um, own PT uh, business. How did you first meet Danny Cross? I met her through um, a good friend we know who is Umbrella Support. Yep. Who trained with her and uh, my, me and a couple of my friends where Umbrella Support used to work. Um, Danny Cross did some uh, volunteering and we got to train with her. Fantastic. So one of the questions that JP wanted to know was, did she have any tips for starting out working out? Mm. Well, I think depends on depends on the goal. I think that number one is finding something that you will enjoy and can stick to as well. And perhaps maybe finding, if you're very new to exercise, even just going for walks, especially with uh, lockdowns at the moment, finding a buddy you can stay accountable to or if you are in a position to go for a walk with and just keep it nice and light. And then I think when gyms open, they've got so many different classes and programs now that you can trial and do. I think it's great. Um, I know that group fitness, classes are really good for community meeting new people and that fun type of 
some training, which is always good to start off with. And then I think from there, people start to gravitate towards what they feel best with. I know for me, I love weight training. I started off doing group fitness and then uh, the more I kind of practice that, I kind of see like, okay, my goals are a bit more specific now and talking to trainers at the gym can help with that as well, getting started because it's all, everyone's going to be a lot uh, different. Swimming as well is a good one um, when they all open as well. Any type of exercise you enjoy really. Wow, what a great story. Uh, I think we should stop the podcasting and go to the gym and work out. <laughs> no, I don't think so, JP. <laughs> but I'm glad that you're motivated because she is very much a motivator, isn't she? Yeah, she Danny sure Cross. is. Mm. Now, uh, we, things got all lovey-dovey here in the studio back for episode no, they didn't. five. <laughs> no, they didn't. Because a very good friend of JP's visitors here in the studio, Lara Jean Marshall. Now, for those who don't know Lara Jean Marshall, mm. what is she most famous for? She's uh, So she used to be an actor and she acted um, on a TV show called The Saddle Club. The Saddle Club. Boy, yeah. that's one from the memory bank, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. Now, she had a wonderful story to share, and I really enjoyed the fact that she came to the studio. You guys, guys were able to really engage a lot, yep. had a really good chat, mm. uh, finding out about what she's done in the past, what she's doing now. But she also talked about horse riding. Yeah, she sure did. And she might have thrown an un- another animal in there as well, which you might have had some experience in. Yep. Let's take a listen. It's nothing better than riding. Have you <laughs> really? ridden a horse? No, I haven't. Is it hard? Yeah, it, it is hard sometimes. If you've got a cheeky one and they buck all the time, then you've got to put them back into, you know, in their place. Um, but you'll have to go on a ride with me. Okay. They do trail rides up at Red Hill. Oh, okay. That, yeah, that would be cool. I've, uh, I've ridden a camel in the past in Dubai. Wow. I, when I went on a holiday. Um, and then getting on that. I thought it was going to be cool, fun, but it was really scary because they go up and down. <laughs> and, yeah, it was scary. Not oh, fun. that's so funny. Yeah, mm. I'd love to ride a camel. I think I did it when I was a little kid, but I can't remember. Ah, and camel riding. <laughs> hey, Daz, have you ever been on a camel ride? No, they scare me. Yeah, I, 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 like I said, I've done one and yeah. I was absolutely scared. You know, I, I see people on videos and photos that go to somewhere like Broome in Western Australia and do that camel riding on yep. the beach at sunset. It looks absolutely beautiful. But you know the thing that really scares me about camels is that when you first get up, because they lean you forward, don't they? You've got to really yeah. hold on to that hump, don't yeah, you? Yeah, you've got to hold on really tight. Yeah, would you do it again? No, no thanks. <laughs> no camels in the radio voice studio either. No, yeah, nah. We, uh, I really loved hearing the story of a very good mate of yours. He chatted to me a few weeks ago in episode 18. Why don't you mm. talk about Rob? Yes, Rob Sama. Now, how do you know Rob? Uh, so he's a very good friend of my brother's. Um, and uh, I've met him a couple of times and we chatted. Um, and yeah, I, I just thought the work he does, I thought we'll get him on here on the podcast. Now, you're very big into music yourself. Yes, I am. I love my music. He is massive into music. And from what I know, from what you've told me, very well respected in the industry too, the music industry in Melbourne. Mm, he sure is. So have you been to any of his gigs? No, I haven't. Are you planning on going any of his gigs? Maybe. Let's just say hopefully in the future. After we get off the camel. Yeah. Maybe we go to the uh, one of his DJ sessions. Yeah, maybe. All his links on the podcast as well tell you how to find some of his music. Yep. Uh, what we chatted to him about in episode 18 and how he originally got into DJing. Mm. Yeah, good question. Um, I've always loved music and, you know, I'll speak to my parents and they'll tell me when I was little, I was, you know, dancing to Elvis records or Michael Jackson or 
Um, something I'm embarrassed about is Peter Andre. Do you know Peter Andre, JP? <laughs> I, I don't think so. I, I, I might have to check him out and check out his music. Oh, my God. Do yourself a favour. It's quite embarrassing, but I think it was maybe early 90s, so I was probably about seven or eight years old, and we used to dance to Peter Andre. Um, but, yeah, look, music's always been on um, in the household, um, so I've always loved it. And then, obviously, as I got older, I started going to nightclubs with friends, and... Um, a friend at the time bought me some records of my favorite tracks Okay. because I always loved dancing to them when they came on and I could always pick when the DJ was about to play the song just by hearing the first, you know, couple of bars or, or beats early on, I, I could pick them. So I was lucky enough to receive them as a gift. Um, and from there, I just continued to collect. And then I bought turntables, which took me 18 months to, to pay off. Um, and I just practiced and practiced and practiced and got to know some people in the industry and was lucky enough to get a break in 2007, I believe, was, was my first um, professional gig. So, yeah, mate, uh, that, that's how it all started, really. Yes, we do. We've uh, we have some great partners working with us in the podcasts that we produce, and we started. The first one started with an unsolved case um, that was a, a used a firearm in a robbery, and that was our first go at a podcast. And we put that up on the Monday, and then we had uh, we found that police had received some information from that podcast. And we're, we had to take it down on the Friday. So that was our first go at a podcast. Uh, but since mm. then, we've covered a whole lot of topics. As I mentioned before, we did uh, a series with first responders covering paramedics, triple uh, zero call takers, uh, fire rescue Victoria, a whole lot of people and police, of course, involved in all of that. Uh, we've covered elder abuse. And I think that's one that I, I feel really passionately about. I feel really strongly mm. about protecting the older people in our community. Mm. So in that one, we partnered with the Law Institute of Victoria, Victoria Police, uh, Senior Rights Victoria, you know, a number of organisations mm. to actually try and get the message across around protecting our older people. 
And in episode 13, I chatted to a very good friend, Martina Neto. Martina Neto. Now, she is a wonderful person who does she terrific sure things. Now, you've known her for quite a while, Martina, haven't you? Yeah, very a while. How uh, did that all start? Now, she worked as an employment coach yes. in a previous place that you were involved in? Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I was going there and uh, she was an employment coach. Um, um, and we stayed connected very close together, and now she's doing her own uh, support company. Yeah, and the name of her business is? Faye Disability Service. You got it, and she's doing wonderful things. So it's great that you've still got mm. a connection with her, and we know there's a, a lot of your friends have got connection with her as well, which yes. is wonderful. She's got a, also a great story of how she started in the disability sector. Mm. One of the things we wanted to know was... What did she prefer, being an employment coach or being a support coordinator? But mm. Really interesting both ways. And this is what Martina had to say. Yeah. They both have their good sides, pros, yeah? Working as an employment coach, I had a great um, team that I worked with, and that was wonderful. And I had pe- wonderful people like you that I worked with and w- was able to coach and mould. But working as a support coordinator gives me more freedom it, it just I consider myself blessed because I still uh, I'm in touch with my my team my old team and we pretty much chat every day I'd say so I've still got that connection and I am the, I, I was blessed to be able to start with the NDIS from when it started like the baby and mm. I got my head around understanding plans and understanding line items and how you can use your plan to help you reach your goal. And that's what made me, you know, choose support coordination because if I have an understanding of someone's plan and because it was so new, people didn't understand their plan. They just got a plan and they just did whatever they did. They didn't utilize it to its fullest. I chose support coordination because I was able, I'm able to, to give someone that, you know, hold their hand and help them through this new, sometimes scary NDIS journey. Martina, wow, what a story from her. Martina Neto. Yeah. Uh, she'll love that part of the uh, recap. When she sees mm. one, listen to herself. Yeah. Martina, hello if you are listening. Hello. Now, in episode 15, you chatted to Fiona DeMarc. Now, yes. Fiona's a motivational speaker who is also visually challenged. Mm. So she really understood her story of uh, some of the difficulties that she has been able to push beyond. Yes. So I found that was a really interesting chat. Mm, yeah, so did I as well. And we also love chatting to people who are into motivational speaking. Yes. Uh, one thing we wanted to know was, you know, what did she love most about uh, getting on stage and motivating people? Mm. Um, I think it's just the opportunity to reach people. So, you know, we all, all will, um, you know, have those moments in life where we're just feeling a little bit, you know, bland and and like um you know nothing seems to be really inspiring us and so to have that ability to come along and just tell my story and you know for me sometimes I think you know what I'm doing is not that special it's just my day to day but for somebody else they can take something away from that and go oh wow okay we never thought about things in that particular perspective before so if I've got that ability to be able to help somebody think differently and change their mindset then, you know, that makes me happy. So, you know, it's a win-win for everyone. 
And in episode 7, I chatted to my very good friend, Claude Jabud, who's an Australian actor and been on a show on Stan called Eden. Now, how long have you known Claude for? Because I found this one a really interesting chat. What a great story Ooh, he is. Known I, him for a while? Yeah, like a while. I, I can't even remember how long because his uh, parents are a good family friend with my right, parents. Oh, no family connection. Yeah. He's, uh, you want to go and do a bit of a search on Claude because he is a very familiar face. You might not know the name, but you see the face, you say, oh, of course, that's who it is. Yeah. He told some wonderful stories. And in this episode, uh, I chatted with Claude to see what he likes to do to relax. Yeah, so when I'm not acting, uh, I like to I like to write. I enjoy writing. Um, I enjoy going to the theatre to watch um, plays, you know, stage plays. Um, and I love, like I said before, I love to watch sport. So I really get into the sport. That's how I switch off. So on the weekend, if there's like soccer on or something like that, I, I get a lot of enjoyment from just like chilling out, watching a game, ordering a pizza. That's how I wind down and, um, and chill out. What's your favourite pizza? Oh, I used to get um, a large Mexicana all the time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> nice. But, you know, sometimes I'd go crazy and get uh, pasta as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, what about you? That's really good. Um, I, I, so I like with the lot. I just like everything on the pizza. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. how I love it. like that. Yeah, I like that too. Mm. And what a very good chat from my friend Claude. Claude's a great guy. He sure is. Really enjoyed that chat. Yeah, so did I. Really did. And you know what I noticed? What? Little sneaky question you threw in there about, <laughs> yes. about pizza. Yes, I sure did. Where did that one come from? I don't know. It just came out of there. <laughs> it was brilliant. Loved it. Yeah. But you know what? I've got a very serious question for you. What? Does pineapple go on pizza? Yes, it does. I told you. See, the yeah, audience it, in the studio all agrees. It does. What, what, do, what do you think about it? Absolutely, mate. Pineapple yeah. goes on yep. everything. It sure does. It's the best. So uh, that's pretty much the end of... Uh, Recap Season 1, Part 2. Yes, it is. A whole heap of fun. Mm, it sure is. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm assuming that you're uh, loading your bags up for a nice break over uh, the New yes, Year's. Yes, very good break over Christmas and New Year's. It'll uh, be good. Getting ready for a big Season 2. In uh, 2022. Looking forward to that. That's when we'll be back. Oh, we're going to be back bigger and better. Yes, we sure will. Got a message for your listeners out there about New Year's. Yes, I hope everybody has a very good near New Year. Thanks for listening to Talk All Things with JP. We'll be back in 2022. I'm your host, JP. Thanks for listening. See you next year. This has been another episode of Talk All Things with JP. For other episodes, check us out on Spotify or chuck us a like on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs>